Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dope Nostalgia. I'd like to start this episode with just a little bit of shitty flute for a shitty year. Welcome both of you. Kendra's a regular on the podcast. Everyone knows Hello. Kendra. And I want to welcome Lauren. Lauren Vocioni is joining us today. She's a really talented singer, songwriter, and a music teacher. And she's just a kick-ass person who's a good friend of ours. So welcome to the show. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. Yeah. I want you both to talk about what your recent projects are, because I know you're both heavily working on music. So uh, feel free when we start the show off today to tell us what you've been up to. Let's start with Kendra. Uh, Yeah, uh, my wife, JD, and I have been doing a lot of writing. We're actually in the process of writing uh, a bunch of Christmas music, which we've never tried to do, but uh, we've written one so far it. and Is it's the going- one I heard that was so amazing yeah I showed it to you I think Lauren I sent it to you I don't know if you had a yes I haven't gotten it. a chance to listen to it yet but it's on my list of things to do we're really we're really excited about it um especially because like you know Christmas music is like really hard to write mm-hmm. and uh so we're like okay we're gonna sit down try and make it not corny and like that one just it it, it, it was so easy it was like th- three hours it was like really? I I thought it was going to be more difficult. And I'm like, Christmas music is really difficult, but that this was just one of those like lucky moments where it actually like just, it worked out. All right. And we are in the process of writing another one, which I'm really excited about too, because we uh, got this idea that we uh, were thinking of getting my nieces and nephews to sing on it for like a a children's part on it. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So. We were like just in the beginnings of writing it. Like JD's just gotten the, just the instrumental parts done so far. And then we're going to write some lyrics hopefully this weekend. So yeah, that's been pretty cool. And tell me about the artist that's just dropped the new video about Kit. Kit part yes, two. Kit, Kit part two. Yeah. So um, we launched her first single a uh, couple months ago now. And her second one just came out on Halloween uh, her second video and if you've seen the first one it's called venom and uh there's a whole storyline from the first video and the second video just came out and it's a continuation of that story and the song's called poison and it's very it's very cool it's it's kind of like a darker alternative pop type uh sound and uh we're, we're really excited uh, about the video just like because it's going to be a three-part installation so we're going to do a, a third video that's going to continue that same storyline with the same actor from the first one too so yeah yeah it's pretty cool we're pretty excited about it pretty sweet 
Yeah, we're 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 pretty we're pretty proud. It was the first thing, like first video that we've ever shot. And so Well, was, I know uh, you guys are always good at this stuff, but like you're able to do so many facets of entertainment, not just like the recording and the production, but you shot a damn good video. Like <laughs> for somebody who's never put out a video before, I was like, Holy shit, like Her this is pretty ass. pro. Yeah. yeah. So good on you. We, I'm not uh, just saying that because you're my friend. I actually well, mean it. <laughs> I, I, we appreciate it so much. Yeah, because it was a huge learning curve. Like we we honestly like went into it not really knowing exactly what we were doing, which we probably shouldn't admit, but we didn't. And like it was just we did a lot of research on on like okay, this is what we need to know to go into it. And yeah, well, like we're we're pretty excited, and it seems to be well received and. Like everybody seems to be enjoying them. So like we're, we're pretty pumped and yeah. Um, the second single actually, uh, we um, requested it on now radio. It, it played on the radio the other day. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool to hear a song that like we had a part of writing and, and doing the video and hearing it on the radio was just like. I think she posted too, like that uh, she got everyone to request it on the now takedown or whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah. it worked. You yeah. guys did that for me once and I got yeah. on that radio. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, JD and Mikey, another regular that you're hearing on uh, that new segment of yours. Uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, he went above and beyond that day. He even drove to the radio station and handed them one of your digital, like. That's like um, the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> Kendra, where can everybody see the links to the videos? Uh, so they're posted, if you go on Facebook, um, oh man, I didn't even write these down. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, Kit, so it's K space I space T on uh, Facebook. Yeah, so you can find Kit on Instagram. So Instagram.com slash Kit official and then kitmusicartist.com and Facebook Kit Rain official. And she's on t TikTok and Twitter as well. If you like those as well, Kit official on both of those or Kit music artist on TikTok. And that's, yeah, that's the, the one uh, artist. We actually launched another one too, Paige Owen. Um, mm -hmm. Her, her first video was just released as well last month. She's killer. She's got a she's, killer voice. I'm a yeah. Big... I am a huge fan of, and she's so young. She literally just turned 18 and like, wow, her ability yeah. is insane, insane. But yeah, her first song is called still. That also got played on the Now Takeover as well, uh, a week before Kit's song did. Wow. And uh, her, her video is actually doing quite well. It's getting about 100 to 200 plays every couple days. Like, Wow, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, You're yeah really she's got bringing all these artists out into the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty, like, proud and just, like, excited to be a part of their journey. Like, because they're just, like, too extremely talented young girls that are just like they got so so much potential to go far and can you guys produce my cougar video i'm gonna make a cougar video can you guys let's make do it, it. Big? Like, let's do it i'm so down yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you don't have to be 18 to do this i'll just wear some like uh cougar prints and we'll write yeah. a song and it's gonna be fire it's gonna be huge wait i, I don't want to talk like it. that yeah <laughs> don't talk like trump you okay now, Lauren, tell me about, like, you just had a show yesterday. Was that your first show since uh, the yeah. pandemic started? 
Yeah. On Thursday, it's been, we were actually just talking about it the other day. It's been over a year since we played a show um, or since I've played a show, I guess. Um, Yeah. We did not expect to be playing that, that quickly. I was not expecting to to play before the end of the year. So it was a nice surprise. It looked pretty safe. Like, like I saw some video clips on your Instagram and it looked like there was like lots of social distancing, but still like people there to see you. And I'm glad that worked out well. Yeah, definitely. They had some great protocols in place. We sold tickets by table, so there was no standing room. So everybody was nice and socially distanced the whole time. Mm. Um, yeah, it went, it went really well. It was the best that we could have hoped for considering the circumstances for sure. <laughs> when you're an artist and people come to see you play, how do you do the whole, like the, one of the best parts of doing a show from what I remember was seeing everybody after and talking to them after the show. How do you do that when it's COVID? Like, it's like, it feels risky to me that to go around and talk to everybody at every table. Totally is. Yeah. No, we had to wear a mask the entire time that we were walking around. It was definitely a lot different not being able to like, you know, give people hugs and, and thank them and all of so that. Weird. Yeah. You're like, Air it is. Yeah. But I mean, it's like one small battle at a time. I mean, just being able to play is a, is a great thing. And you know, yeah. we just have to, that's a good way to look at it. Doctor, so yeah. Well, it's like some resemblance of normalcy, like from mm-hmm. what we knew before. So like, uh, it's progress. Like, so yeah. awesome. I, I wish I could have been there. I was like, I was like waiting to see if I like had the cash and then I was like, okay. And I'm like, it sold out already. <laughs> It sold out really fast. If you're not expecting it, I think everyone was just really pumped to to hear live music again. Like things are kind of just starting to get up and running now. So yeah, it was, uh, it did sell out really fast. We were super shocked actually. And it was even our our friend Khaled, Khaled Rahim. So it's like, I'm so excellent vocalist. (laughs) I don't know. I told you guys this, but I have, I stream on Twitch with video games and karaoke all the time with Kendra. And sometimes I just do or video games, but when I play my backing music, I usually have like your songs and Khaled songs playing so that people can hear them. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I should add Kit's uh, songs in there and uh, yeah, the yeah. to my playlist. Yeah. Keep it, use, I keep it use, local. You use uh, Spotify, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just play my Spotify, like local friends playlist. Yeah. Cause Kit, Kit and Paige both are on, on uh, Spotify. They're on all of the platforms. You know what? It's nice. It's a good way to like help it. And the thing is, I genuinely like the music. So I'm not just listening to that like helps. shit. That does help. <laughs> like when you're like trying to help out a friend and you're just like, I don't really like their music. So when I to it. It's really nice it goes, when you actually like the music. <laughs> it goes really well with the video games I'm playing. Like if I'm playing Pokemon Go, it's nice to hear your jams in the background. And it's, uh, I love it. It's, it's for the kids. They love it. It's nice. Yeah. So tell, tell everybody about your music and like, how, first of all, like you, you're a music teacher too. Um, but you've been recording for a long time, playing piano, doing all kinds of stuff. Give us a, a rundown. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been writing for a long time. I released that, uh, first single over a year ago now, which is crazy to think about. Um, so yeah, that came out on everything on Apple Music and Spotify and all of that um, last June. So it's called Truth. Um, and that was the first single that I released. And then after that, I was kind of, you know, wanting to release more and like wanting to keep the ball rolling. And then obviously COVID happened. So um, that kind of put a little bit of a dent in our plans and releasing some music, but hopefully 
we can get uh, get some tracks going. There's tracks that are ready. They're just not ready to be released yet. So um, yeah. Yeah, they're getting there, but we're just going to kind of see what happens. But yeah, I've been uh, writing a little bit here and there. I've been collaborating with some artists that I'm really excited about um, working with and uh, announcing. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but um, oh. <laughs> oh, people can check out your social media and find out about yeah, it. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Once I get some news about that, but we have some exciting things happening and uh, yeah, I've never really collaborated with a ton of artists and it's a, uh, it's a very different writing process. That's what I'm kind of starting to, to learn. It's kind of been like a learning curve. Um, and also writing happy music. Like, man, it is hard to write upbeat songs. I've never, <laughs> it's so I've never had to. Like, <laughs> Because yeah. writing is therapy, I find that I had way more like heartbreak and fuck you type songs than I ever had happy songs because... I don't need to write when I'm feeling good, I guess. I don't know. And then I, it's this thing where it's like, everything seems cheesy. And you're when you're happy yeah. and you're trying not yeah. to write something really lame and cheesy. 100%. You never really know like where the line is. And so, I, yeah, I don't know. I have a newfound respect for people that are that are able to write upbeat songs because it is not, it is not easy. Not easy at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Same, same over here, like with like, with my wife same thing she was in a metal band for 10 years and writing angry music and then I come along and I'm like I want to sing all the melancholy stuff that makes people feel sad and want to eat lots of chocolate and <laughs> we make a really great combination for happy music. That, and they're the happiest people I know like they're always so sweet and happy and like have a happy relationship and yet their songs are like fucking die <laughs> I want to make you cry or die <laughs> something but that's why we're happy people because we yeah. get it out of our system and then we're good that's true exactly. that's why it's therapy it's true but it's okay so where can people check out your social media links and um, are you still going by La Marie I am yes okay. Yes, I am. So um, on Spotify and Apple Music are probably two of the best ways to check it out. So yeah, it's La Marie. Um, and the song that I have released on there is Truth. Um, and that's pretty much the only form of social media I have for my music at the moment, but that could potentially change. Who knows? <laughs> Perfect. No, I'm glad. Okay. So I was like, I kind of did some research on this. This show, we're talking to you guys about our favorite Christmas albums from the 90s. And there was a lot of Christmas music in the 90s, I found. Pretty much like oh, yeah. if you had like maybe two regular albums as an artist, then all of a sudden you had a Christmas album. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was a big thing from back in the 90s. Like some of my favorite Christmas music is just like from back in the day. Of course, like everybody knows uh mariah carey <laughs> that like is the big the, one. a big big ultimate song that, that was the knows. christmas album of the 90s let's be real and yeah. the fact that it is still but i think a lot of people don't know the other songs on the album they always know all i want for christmas is you mm -hmm. she's remastered it she's re-released it she's put out a sequel christmas album she redid the song with justin bieber like she's all over that Mariah Carey comes out for Christmas and it's like <laughs> she just did on her Instagram what was it uh, right after Halloween where she like rolls over in bed and is like 
starts playing dun 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 like on November 1st and it's like here's Mariah it's time <laughs> it's like one of those love or hate things with that song though but you know it, it's funny because and like JD and I were just talking about this because of writing Christmas music if you can get one Christmas hit you're pretty much set for fucking life because oh, yeah. the thing is yeah. is that song will keep coming back every year yep. and making you money every year. It's just like bank, like, like, like look, think of how many songs Mariah Carey has done, but everybody knows that song <laughs> that that's her gold mine right there. 100%. I wonder how much of her net worth is based on that song. Oh God. I, I would, I would say a lot more than half. Oh Yeah ridiculous hey it was crazy yeah she killed it she absolutely killed it i think it's she only br- had a brilliant two or three albums before that album came out have you have you guys heard the the version that uh this guy did of it in a minor key yes i freaking love it so much it's so good it takes it to a completely different place but so awesome <laughs> We'll yeah. have to we'll have to put a clip. We'll we'll save that to the YouTube channel so people can check it out on our YouTube. Yeah. I actually I have a really funny story about that that particular version of that song. So uh, my wife JD and I and my stepdaughter we were driving, and we were talking to my stepdaughter about this song, and we're like, oh, you have to hear this song. Like you're gonna love this song. So we plugged it in like through my car speakers. And like the audio was so quiet on the car. So we like cranked it and cranked it and cranked it. And uh, <laughs> so if you guys have heard my little uh, um, notifications on my phone, it's the the duck hunt, right? Yeah. And so we're listening to it. And then all of a sudden I got a text message and it did this like, but it was so loud and it echoed through the freaking car that I was driving. And you literally could see all three of us just go <gasps> boom and almost hit the roof because it scared the bejesus out of all three of us because we had it cranked so loud. And I, I literally threw my hands off the steering wheel, almost crashed my freaking car. And I was like, okay, we're not going to listen to this song until we get home. Maybe later. <laughs> it's a little terrifying. <laughs> But I'm like, so every time I think of that particular version, it reminds me of that time that I almost killed myself in the car. <laughs> That's a really uplifting story. Thank you, Kendra. I know. I, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you feel so warm and cozy yeah. and ready for Christmas now, right? I do. I do. No, I'm glad you guys were safe. But yes, <laughs> alarming. There's, okay, when I... I, I don't know. You feel free to interject at any time, Lauren, because sometimes I just keep talking. Just tell yeah, me, hey, sure. I got something to say. Okay, so <laughs> that album had mostly traditionals, but I think that like the originals were things like Jesus, Oh, What a Wonderful Child, I think was an original. Um, Jesus Born Christmas, on This baby, Day. Come home was another one. Which one? Christmas. I think it was like Baby, Please Come Home. I don't think that's that was original. that album. Because I've heard that wasn't original. Heard you two do it, and didn't before uh, Bon Jovi? Doesn't he do a version of that too? He does. Wow. Um, Please come home for Christmas. Wow, oh, okay. I, I totally forgot about that. Actually, yeah, we did. Put you up. forgot? I, I knew a Bon Jovi <laughs> thing that you forgot. I we'll come. Really we're gonna. I'm writing <laughs> that, that down, happening. and we're gonna come back. To that. 
crazy how could i even say that anyway <laughs> miss you most at christmas time yeah you know that one it's beautiful so but like that album came out in 94 and just like destroyed us and <laughs> you're right like there's no way that anybody could have made more money off of one song and i wonder at what point does it become canon for christmas music i don't know Look at Wham. Wham did Last Christmas, which I think was an original too. And Last Christmas probably made them. I bet you that made George Michael a lot of money. Oh, probably. More than likely, yeah. Because that's another one that gets played every single year. Yeah. One one of my favorite ones is uh, Celine Dion. Uh, Original? Her Christmas Christmas album. Uh, Just uh, some of her versions. I'm not really like... I, I'm I'm huge on her takes on some of the original like Christmas music like Oh Holy Night is like I love her version it's so it's, it, it's so it's so big like Celine Dion does and like you can crush those like big Christmas ballads like No Tomorrow though that's oh, like classic her anybody right. who has a voice like a belter like that has to do Oh Holy Night in their 100%. career they have that's to do it gotta Everyone be I think oh my Night. ultimate favorite christmas song oh holy night it's like like i've heard so many different versions and i still just like love it it's just such a well-written song and the the power that comes through with it and like it hits you right in the feels when you when you hear it and when you sing it yeah Yeah. i agree there's actually there's actually a really cool version of that song that's a little darker i think uh it was by chantelle kraviasek and avril lavigne as a duet I think ah. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. And I play that on the radio too. <laughs> that one's really cool because it's like it's got some cool instrumentation to it. Oh yeah. Oh Holy Night is the ultimate Christmas song in my opinion too. I'm a big fan of the hymns. I mean, I am a Christian, but also like I was raised on the hymns, and there's something really cool about the chord progressions in the music in hit in these hymn Christmas songs, like Oh Little Town of Bethlehem or. Uh, I need more examples, <laughs> but the hymns have like, they go in really cool places like, uh, Oh, come, Oh, come Emmanuel. And like, just gorgeous the- places musically. Ooh. Kendra's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I froze. <You're> dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, br- it was brief, but it was like, I know. I was waiting. I was like, oh, I was in the middle of talking. It just stopped. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, and then. And so then. You, so you're frozen. Do you know you're frozen until you're, until everyone. I knew because you guys froze too. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it. Now I don't even remember what I was saying. That was so funny. We were talking about Holy Night. Christmas hymns. Oh, Christmas and Christmas hymns. hymns. Yeah. And you were talking about the chord progressions. It, it, I think it's because the chord progressions are a little different like they kind of don't go in the most usual places and exactly. I think makes for a little bit more of an interesting sound because like and th- that's one thing once again from like JD and I writing some of the Christmas music and looking into what um, they kind of entail and a lot of it has to do with using very familiar chords and having that same nostalgic feel so mm-hmm. like 
there's a lot of the same four chords that um, get used throughout all these Christmas songs because you want that nostalgic feeling. But like with Christmas hymns, yeah. I feel like they kind of deviate a little bit, which makes them really interesting. Yeah, I agree. They also kind of have like a bit of a a simple factor to them to the point where like it's so easy to remake them too. Like it's so it's so easy to cover them and to rework them and to, mm. you know, do put your own spin on it. Like those are those are classics that everyone kind of does and puts their own spin on too. Absolutely. And I, I, when you hear somebody do like I said, like you were talking about, they took all I want for Christmas is you and did what they did with it. And change even the keys and everything. It's it's pretty cool to hear that. There's there's a lot of people who did really cool original Christmas music. I mean, I know we're supposed to stick to the '90s most likely on this because that's the show. That's the name we're of the like game. Creeping into like the early 2000s, like it Britney. can bleed. You can let it bleed over. Britney. It's fine. <laughs> Britney. Br- Britney was in the Let's 90s. Let's talk too. about Britney. <laughs> but she didn't do a whole Christmas album. No, but that one song did so well. And My only wish. Yes. It's great. Oh, oh good. I like to call oh. those the jingle bell tunes because you always hear bells in, in tunes like that. They're like the upbeat ones. Like, and you always, they always start with a little jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure it comes in like right off the intro. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the well, time. And that's like um, one of like the major Christmas albums that I grew up on was not in the 90s, but like it literally is not Christmas until I listen to the Boney M mm-hmm. Christmas album. Cause that's, <laughs> I, I literally grew up on that every Christmas. <laughs> that's fair. That everybody knows that one. Yeah. Huge songs on that. Do you have but one like, that's not 90s Lauren that you grew up on? For Christmas albums? Yeah. Well, since I was born in the nineties. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> is to make us feel old. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> I came in a little late to the game in the 90s Christmas music area. Um, I am super lame and grew up listening to the Hillary Duff Christmas album because I was super young. That's like also it's like that kind of like it's so bad, but like you can't stop listening to it. (laughs) Like like it's but it's not bad because it wasn't bad to you and it brings you good memories it's not bad it's not bad at all and I still hear it when I go to grocery stores around Christmas now so it must not have done that bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's still good then for all of the artists who didn't make their own Christmas albums but just did one or two Christmas songs there were these compilations that would come out every year called a very special Christmas that raised money for I think it was for um special needs and such um so you you could find and a lot of them were released in the 90s so there was a lot of that's where the john bon jovi one please come home for christmas actually was released originally and the thing about that one it wasn't a bon jovi project it was a solo thing but it was a hot video because he spent the whole video making out with cindy crawford (laughs) and i was so another day at the office so jealous of her so jealous of her uh, i would have been jealous of him personally. <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> please come home for christmas might have originally been done by the eagles because they did it first i think they did yeah 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 so i think he remade theirs it's so and hard to tell with christmas music like 
it's so hard to trace it back mm-hmm. to who did the first. I don't well, cause like how many, how many versions are there of all of these kinds of songs? Like Probably Holy hundreds. Night, once again, like yeah. that song's been done by Carrie Underwood, Celine Dion, like uh, Mariah Carey, I think did a version of it. Like yep. every Christina Aguilera, you all, all you belters oh, have to gosh. do. Yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson do a live version on a Christmas special like back in the day too. Mm-hmm. And I know she's 2000s, but her Christmas album's deadly. Oh, Wrapped yeah. in red. Yeah. Killer. I love her. Uh, yeah, I love her album. Actually, go back to the, the, on it. The, the corny Christmas album that um, like, like since like mentioning Hillary Duff and being that like, ah, but like is still love it the Hanson Hanson one snowed was, in yeah snowed in so when I was a kid I loved loved Hanson and I honestly couldn't even really admit it to people until now because I don't give a shit what people think anymore why were you embarrassed <laughs> oh god they were not popular in my school was that an all. embarrassing really? thing to like Hanson I don't know I oh, was yeah. already an adult oh yeah uh, like, I knew a lot of people that liked Hanson I loved them, and I, yeah. I I I actually been like following their their stuff that they do. they're super talented guys. Like well, they yeah. really are. Like their writing ability, they can play so many multiple different instruments. But it, they they were just growing up in like my schools and whatnot. They were not cool. And me and my best friend like loved them, and we listened to that Christmas album all the time, like during Christmas. And uh, when we were, I remember when we were eighteen. Uh, she froze again. It always happens when she has an important thing to say. In the middle of a story. She's like, and uh, she's really frozen this time. She coming back to us? And just- go. Hey. Hello. <laughs> my internet is being a bitch tonight. <laughs> Why is it every time we do a podcast, my internet decides to fuck up? No, it's every time you have something important to say. You were about to start the story. It's like, okay. So yeah, we we were like 18, newly going to the bar and like trying out the karaoke thing. And we decided that we were going to sing a Hanson song. We literally got booed. <laughs> oh, like legit got booed. No. I was like, really? They're that, they're that hated? Which one was <laughs> like, it though? Which song? Weird. Well, weird. See, they shouldn't be upset with that song. It wasn't Umbop. It wasn't umbop, yeah. I want to try that. I heard they had a beer called umhops. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my god, I want to try it. Well, that's a brilliant idea of them. Um-hops, if that's hilarious. real, if that's real truth. But yeah, the can Hanson. Yeah, did they do many original songs on that Christmas album? Uh, I think they did. It honestly, it's been a long time since I listened to it. Like I, I listened to it a lot when I was a kid. Um. But yeah, um, they did. Uh, oh, what's the main one that I remember from that? Uh, Can we just talk about that? Merry album Christmas, cover? baby. About which? The album cover for Hanson Christmas. Oh, is it in? Is it that yeah. album? Yeah. yeah. That album cover is great. It's oh, yeah. It's so bright. Am I well, looking at the, the right co- one? I like. It's one? very colorful and blue. Yeah, that's right. It is a good album cover. Oh, good. I guess they look, they, but yeah, I find it funny that, like, you know, 
it's the most wonderful time of the year. Like they're, you know, it's supposed to be cheerful and joyous and they all have like the mean mugging look on their face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like they're very happy that it's Christmas. No. Where is your Christmas spirit? <laughs> Ooh. What are you talking about? Again. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. You'd think they'd be happier. Man, those guys like they have lots of kids between all of them now, hey? Are yeah, they, I think they all breeding like crazy or something. Taylor's got like seven kids or something like that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Are they Mormon? Or is that a rumor I I had heard? Like, are they like polygamists or something? I never heard anything like that, but that was Good not question. something that I paid attention to when I was a kid. <laughs> I suppose not. I'm like, I knew Taylor's favorite color was red. <laughs> Thanks, Bot Magazine. Obviously, much more important information. Way more, <laughs> way more important. Why the fuck do I remember that? I'm almost 35 and I still remember his favorite color is red. <laughs> Talk about selective memory right there. I can't fucking remember what I ate yesterday, but I can remember his favorite color from when I was 12. Jordan Knight puts ketchup on everything. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Uh, Thanks, uh, so Team B. L Lauren, you got to give a tidbit about somebody that you know then. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some for you guys. I feel like you guys know a lot more. I spent a lot of time in my room. I, 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 I honestly, when I, when I like an artist, if they become like one of my favorite artists, I really do take the time to learn everything about them. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that makes me weird, but <laughs> I, I know entirely way too much information about hansen pink cerebrellas <laughs> my, my 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 tastes have refined over the years obviously <laughs> if you're talking about like christmas albums like that you grew up on i'm gonna go real old old on this one and i don't care about like whether it's 90s or not but i feel like kenny and dolly was a big christmas album in a lot of homes okay kenny and dolly they had the, the song about the birth of Jesus Christ that was like really pretty, like really cool uh, chords and melody to it. Um, did you know the Kenny of the Kenny Dolly song, Sarah Kendra? I don't recall. I'll be home with bells on. No. Songs like that. There are lots of originals. I don't even think, I don't even know if there was a cover on that. Faith Hill was a big. She did a lot. Oh, of Christmas that stuff. okay. That one from uh, the the Grinch. Um, yeah, um, Where are you Christmas. Where are you Christmas? Yeah, such a great song. A oh, great yeah. Christmas song. It's another example of I think it, it still gets played year after year after year. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. And I think yeah. the reason for that is she made the right choice in putting it out on a movie soundtrack like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, that was Very a killer track. So. It was so good. Carrie Underwood does some uh, wicked versions of Christmas songs too, but that's recent. Mm -hmm. Very recent. What's another her, Christmas her song? Her version of uh, How Great Thou Art is so good. So tear good. Jerk. The tearjerker. Yeah. What's another Christmas album you grew up on, Lauren? My parents loved Josh Groban. That was a big one for them. Josh Groban oh. Christmas and Michael Bublé. Those were their their two favorite Christmas albums. So I listened to the to those cleaners. a ton. But like it's Michael Bublé. He's so good. Like honestly, his Christmas music is great. Like his music in yeah. general. Like he's just really like fantastic. Vocalist. What's not to like? What's not to like about him? 
he's funny yep. too like as oh yeah he's hilarious yeah like yeah and he's got that very soothing voice it's nice to hear at uh in front of the fire Christmas. yeah he's just got like an effortless voice and like puts that jazzy spin on all those christmas originals and i don't know i like it i would like to say yeah. for the battle of backstreet boys versus nsync that nsync wins in the christmas round because nsync put out an amazing christmas album they yeah. had it was filled with originals and they were so good and backstreet boys put out maybe one or two christmas songs Honestly, I can't even really remember their Christmas songs, but NSYNC, like, definitely, like, they had some really, really, like, catchy Christmas tunes. Yeah. They were so good. Like, I can't even tell you, like, uh, examples here. I don't want to spend one more Christmas. That was a good one. Um, Under My Tree was pretty good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh they did cover the first Noel. Oh, I don't remember that one. And they did a Holy Night acapella. But I think my favorite song, oh, they did a New Year's song called Kiss Me at Midnight. But my favorite song on the Instant Christmas album was The Only Gift. Yes. Yeah. yeah. An original. Yep. I'm putting a clip in. It's so good. I could go on and on with more examples, but I'm trying to make sure that we take turns on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember the one that I always, I, I uh, my uh, my mind's going blank on the one song that you hear all the time from NSYNC on the radio. I'm like, it's such a like, catchy tune. She's um, a huge Backstreet Boys fan, Kendra was, or yeah. still is. So yeah. I don't know if she ever, we've never really talked about, did you have any love for NSYNC or were you like, screw those guys? No, I liked NSYNC. I wasn't uh, as big into them as like Backstreet Boys, but I definitely, yeah. I, I still had a few of their albums. And mm. um, I actually, I really, really like Justin Timberlake's like solo stuff too. Like mm. he's got some really well-written well songs. Oh yeah. But Absolutely. They're both extremely talented groups, just different. Mm -hmm. They're, 
that's a whole other episode we still have to do. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference, the, the difference. BSB episode. It's coming one day, you guys. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Backstreet Boys had one Christmas song that they'd released in that era called It's Christmas Time Again. And I can barely remember it. But yeah, they didn't uh, go for the full album deal on that. There must be a reason. Do you know who did, though? Ninety-eight degrees did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Talk about that. How did you like that album? Um, I thought it was pretty good. The one that sticks out to me the most that I can remember off the top of my head is this gift. Because I feel like that one still gets played quite a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely hear that one on the radio every year. Yeah, good, good. We're gonna put a clip of that in the show for sure then this gift yeah 98 degrees seems to make sense to do a christmas album they released one later too didn't they 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 wore a lot of nice sweaters they did (laughs) (laughs) they're the right they're the right kind of christmas act let me tell you the snow is falling the city is white your eyes are shining like diamonds Besides Jessica Simpson and uh, one of them became a Chippendales stripper. I did not hear about that. Tell me more. What? In Vegas. I think his name is Jeff. Jeff Timmons. Oh, that one. I think, yeah, he became like the the leader of like the Vegas Chippendales or something like that. How do you start igniting Lauren's mind right now? Whatever. I could I could see him being on the mask singer and pulling off the mask and everyone going, Who's that? <laughs> oh, Poor God. Jeff. I don't know what happened to these guys? Nick Lachey guys- hosted Love is Blind on Netflix. Was he was, he was also him. just on there's this new show that he was just on. Uh that's like I think the same makers as the mask singer. It's called like I Can See Your Voice. I was curious about that show. I I think it's hilarious. It's it's okay. honestly it's it's very interesting because like um what's the premise so pretty much you got uh i think it's is it six or eight contestant or not contestant singers and singers in quotation marks because uh a good like they don't tell you how many but some of them are bad singers and some of them are good singers and you have to try and weed them out so all of them are lip syncing but the ones that are good singers are lip syncing to their own voice and the ones that are bad singers are lip syncing to other people who can sing and so when they're lip syncing, you have to try and guess if they're a good or bad singer. So you have to try and find the ones that are bad singers. So then 
you out of like say they have three people that are lip syncing you try and decipher which one is the bad singer and then lock in your vote and then they have to sing so then they do this countdown and everybody's waiting to hear them sing and hear if they're going to be bad or good so if if you get it right and like they are a bad singer you get ten thousand dollars for that portion wow. this is and the kind of entertainment i needed so then it's honestly it's hilarious because the thing is it's like there's certain people that you're just like there's no way that person is a good singer and then they'll be fucking phenomenal and you're like what the fuck (laughs) and then but they have different rounds so like the first one like they just get them to to lip sync like so there'll be three of them they get them to lip sync you try and guess and then if you get it right you get ten thousand dollars if you get it wrong and they're a good singer and you just like ax that person off the show then you don't get any money and then the next round they do other things like there's the one where they they change uh they have to go and sing in a booth but they they change their voice so that um they're singing through like this effect that makes them sound like alvin and the chipmunks (laughs) so you have to try and figure out if they are actually like a good singer from that which I find interesting because you can still kind of tell if they're hitting the notes, even if they're hitting in the chip, chipmunk range. But uh, yeah, I, I'm watching it. I it's it's it. it's a good show. Uh, I I find it hilarious and like, but yeah, Nick Lachey, the, my long-winded <laughs> point here. Um, he was on the show as one of the. Um, they're not judges because they're just trying to help out the contestant on whether they think that they're a good singer. So they're like, oh, this is why I think that they're not a good singer or why I think they are a good singer or the way that they hold the microphone or the way that they performed and trying to like decipher from like watching them. Yeah. And then at the end, they always have one of the guests like that's on that's a singer and they have to get up and sing with the final person that's left and do a duet. And they, they could end up doing a duet with a good singer or they end up doing it with a bad singer. And that's even oh, that's funnier. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good show. Sounds Wait, like Is that on Netflix? No, it's just on regular cable. Oh, I don't have that. I'll just have to figure it out for sure. <laughs> AKA download it. But anyway, <laughs> we'll edit that out. Whitney Houston did a song uh i don't know Whitney must have had a christmas album how could she not i don't know did she i don't know but i know get out the google (laughs) get out the google i know that she did a a version of do you hear what i hear which is a great tune i love do you hear what i hear yeah she she does it just it just modulates again and again and again (laughs) i love it that's one of my favorite things is modulation. Let me tell you. I agree. She did have a Christmas album. What was it? The holiday album, One Wish. I wonder what year that was. That's a good question. We really do our homework around here, guys. Just 91. So you know. There nice. you go. It's 91. Perfect. Yeah. What do I win? Some crack. Woohoo. In honor of Whitney. <laughs> Sorry, that's. Oh wait, were you telling me it was ninety one, or were you guessing it was ninety one? I was guessing. Oh, oh yeah, geez, I you don't win anything. <laughs> no, okay, edit that part out, make it so that it's correct, <laughs> and then I'll yell the right, the right one. <laughs> I will. Fu- Two thousand three. Damn it, she's late on the Christmas game. 
Yeah, why didn't yeah. she? Why didn't she put it out in like her freaking prime, like like right? bodyguard years? Like she must have released some songs before mm-hmm. that album came out. There's no way that she just did that in 2003, right? And it was just an inevitable progression. Is like, okay, I've done like four Christmas songs, five Christmas songs. Let's put those all together and then do five more, right? That's my guess. <laughs> I don't even know. There had, to, there had to have been one that was released before then. After these messages, we'll be right back. Podcasting is so much fun, but it's kind of expensive too. We got to pay for stuff like licensing fees, hosting fees, long distance phone calls, etc., etc. You get the drill? Okay. Well, we have a new thing called Patreon. Now, Built Nostalgia has a Patreon account where you can subscribe to premium content. And what that means for you is for the very low starting price of $1 a month, you'll be able to get the podcast two days in advance of the regular release. Not only that, $3 a month, you get exclusive video content just for you guys to check out bonus stuff all the time that you don't get with the regular show. So check it out, patreon.com slash dope nostalgia. Become a subscriber today and get all the good perks. Sears Portrait Studios' best offer ever will have the angels smiling this Christmas. Get our $12.95 package, plus 40 portraits, free. A portrait key ring. Free. And our new Christmas background, free. Hurry in for Sears Best Offer Ever, and you'll see why angels won't be the only ones smiling. Hey, Tony Braxton had one called Snowflakes. Yeah. She's ultimate 90s. Mm-hmm. Tony Braxton. That range, that deep, deep range she's got, she's like solid. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know if this who originally did the song Mary Did You Know but so good. it's one of my favorites it's beautiful I've heard Clay Aiken do it really well Brian Littrell Pentatonics. Pentatonics too oh, yeah. what a gorgeous tune Pentatonics have some like really killer Christmas songs don't they I have, think like, their Christmas album is my favorite don't yeah. they have like six Christmas albums they have a couple for sure. The one that they released like three years ago or <gasps> two years ago is like probably one of my favorite Christmas albums. It's Peaky so Christmas. Fun. Ooh, I like that they covered Pentatonix covered Up on the Housetop and Go Tell It on the Mountain. Super cool tunes. I like those ones a lot. Yeah. They just released a Christmas song. Of course, they're just the perfect Christmas group. They're on right top now. of it. They are. You're right. They do have a lot of Christmas albums. Oh, there's a 90s album for Christmas. Country Heat Christmas. <laughs> Even got a Gord Bamford tune in there. Brett Kissel. That's got to be like one of those Canadian releases like KTEL or something like that. Probably. Get yourself some Randy Travis in there doing Pretty Paper. That can't be 90s because if Brett Kissel's in it, he was a baby in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Ooh yeah. Jewel had a Christmas album called Joy. Ooh. She does a really cool track. Um, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Great song. 
one of those I, examples of cool hymns I, I was just looking up some more like 90s christmas albums mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> alan jackson had one and it's the honky tonk christmas it would of be of course he did <laughs> of course and, and like i just like i love <laughs> just how honky tonk it looks like the 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 album cover i wonder if you'll be able to see it he looks like he'd roast some chestnuts on an open fire in that outfit <laughs> oh man yeah. and you can see like that 90s country mullet underneath his hat awesome. he created that style of mullet i love it cut to it it's almost like how the tiger king really wanted to shape his hair almost blake like... shelton had a mean mullet back oh in the day. no his was long and curly too that was the thing mm. it was curly yeah his was very like he he billy ray cyrus couldn't even compete with that mullet <laughs> is it uh, does miley have a mullet now a little bit i wouldn't call it does. a mullet i would say it's more it, like do, a it does cut yeah it, it's like an edgy mullet i i honestly i had a, a kind of a similar haircut at one point please tell me there's pictures uh, yeah i'd like to market this podcast using one of those photos yeah <laughs> i wonder i wonder if i could find it there there are there's yeah definitely it, it was kind of an edgier looking mullet so i had the like short in the front and like the longer in the back and the, like the shaved sides so super it was not party. a bad looking cut it, but it was de- it was definitely a mullet that's a super party <laughs> How did I not know that the Spice Girls had a Christmas track in the 90s? Uh, how did we not even know our research has failed? Because we're, we're really, we're really good at our job here. It's not Christmas yet. We're just <laughs> running a little slow. <laughs> you're just going to have to edit. So you're just going to have to edit. So all I have to always finding, edit. I always have to edit. All, all the things that we're finding just be like, Okay, let's redo this. Okay, guys, do you remember when we found this Christmas album at this age and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Rich backstory behind it. What was the Spice Girls song called? It says Christmas Wrapping. That's what it's called? Wrapping? Like, like Christmas, Christmas Wrapping. Yeah, like people. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing that Christmas No, the rap. Spice Girls no. definitely came no, up no, with like no, a hip-hop Christmas, Christmas bitch. <laughs> Can you oh, imagine no. if they did we're bringing that back and we're doing a christmas rap single we
I made a huge mistake earlier. I need to make a correction. Backstreet Boys, when I said that they had like that song, It's Christmas Time Again, that actually came out like more recently. The Christmas song they had in the 90s was called Just Christmas Time. Right. I forgot that they came together and did a newer Christmas track. They did. They did another one and then they just called it It's Christmas Time Again, like the sequel, basically. Man. I'll talk about boy bands for days. New Kids on the Block, Merry Merry Christmas was a fucking fierce Christmas album. There was probably half of it originals at least. And there was one single off of it that was actually not really a Christmas song, but called This One's for the Children. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and talk about this like it's in the 90s because it came out in 89, which means it was meant for that, that Christmas. Close enough. Yeah. Funky Funky Christmas is like a rappy Christmas song. Have you guys ever heard that album? No, I, I I've never heard have. Yeah, yeah. If it was 89, I, I was uh, still pretty young back then. I was negative I five. Holy negative five. I wonder if she hasn't heard it. <laughs> I, I, I would have been still get four. It. Negative five years old. I would have been four. <laughs> Jordan Knight turned 50 this year. He can still get it. Fucking not even Silver Fox. Yeah, he's just still a fox. Damn. I love you, John. Uh, <laughs> 50. 50. It's 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 crazy though, because like when you don't see like people like now and yeah. you still think of them from back in like late 80s, early 90s, like you can't picture what they look like now. <laughs> That's like, yeah, um, have you guys seen on Netflix that Cobra Cobra Kai show? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but Cass has watched it a little bit. I just keep hearing about it. It's yeah. supposed to be like the Karate Kid based off the it movie. It is. But they it's... brought them back for it, right? Yeah. Um, so they got uh, Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Macchio? Uh, yeah. And uh, the guy that played Johnny in the movie, they're both back. Uh, but uh, but they're both like in their late 40s and it's it's an interesting take on it so it's picking up where where they are now like as middle-aged men and i'm like man it's like blowing my mind seeing the karate kid (laughs) he's almost 50 (laughs) some hot middle-aged action i'm into it (laughs) (laughs) it's what my cougar heart desires I, I'm like, I knew the cougar comment's gonna come. We gotta write a song about this. My cougar heart. Oh, Coming to Cougar God. Town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we gotta write a song about being a cougar. I think we could make it go viral at least. <laughs> Give me 15 minutes of fame and a paycheck. I'm down. I'm down. Cougar Do it. Town. Your, your stream uh, uh, on Twitch would be like, it'll blow up after that too. <laughs> I have so many people watching. I have to rename it. I can't call it Ham Jovi anymore. It's got to be like <gasps> Cougar Town. <laughs> Cougar Town. <laughs> oh, man. If it wasn't Mike's birthday, like, I would say we should change our uh, our our Twitch stream uh, to Cougar Town. <laughs> It'll be after. Right now, Our so we, we like to sing karaoke on Twitch on Saturdays. And we have a group name called the horny back toads because of the elton john song because kendra sings that sarah Bareilles version that's so wicked awesome right so one day i'm just like 
the horny back toads. We even have a yeah. uh, Facebook chat with all of us that do the Twitch things, and it's called the horny back toads. It's amazing. Yeah, love it. It's great. And then when the every week I try to think of something clever to call our, so I'll say horny back toads, horny as they want to be, or something like that. Something dumb. We got some interesting people come into the stream that night and start chatting. Well, because everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? You can on imagine. Here? Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you really expected. <laughs> yeah. Horny back toads. And then they're like, that's horny. Oh. <laughs> you guys are weird. Yeah, we are. We're awesome. We yeah. have fun. Well, right, we have we have people that come and watch our stream every week. So. We do have regular friends who come watch it now. It's really nice. Okay, check this out. Good Christmas album, Destiny's Child, Eight Days of Christmas. Didn't that come out in the 2000s? Shit, maybe it did, but that's fine. Maybe but it's, it's close enough. Yes, also, Eight Days of Christmas. 2001. <laughs> Just missed it. Why does it say Silent Night featuring Beyonce Knowles? We know you were in the group. Oh. Maybe it's because they were the lead singer on that one. Because then there's Do You Hear What I Hear featuring on Kelly all of them. <laughs> Didn't she sing lead on all of them, though? Let's talk about that. Little <laughs> Drummer Boy. pretty much did already. Little yeah, Drummer she Boy pretty much sang 90% of the leads. 100%. Why was Solange never in Destiny's Child? Maybe she was too know. young? She did... She did her own music though, didn't she? Like oh, she was a solo sense. artist. Mm -hmm. Later on though, but like just one like wondering why she wasn't in Destiny's Child like earlier. But I wonder if she was too young. Maybe probably because like how Beyonce old were they was, when they started? I would say easily 16, 17. Mm, okay. So it makes sense if Solange was too young. Well, um, especially when they got into their peak when they were actually like of age and doing like like the video for survivor and like they're running around in the skimpy little you know bra and underwear type that's a costumes. great album love it such Lit a good album, album. Yeah. so good the best song that i liked on the eight days of christmas by destiny's child was carol of the bells they played that cover it's a song that's usually done by bells and she sang, <laughs> and they sang the shit I out of this bells. Song. Instead of bells, I played it in a handbell choir in grade seven. Me too. No way. Did you? We should recreate the Carol of the Bells. And what? Which bells did you play? Were you, like, I was up in the question. higher end. I don't remember which specific. I think the I had higher ones were the flat. smaller bells, right? Yes. Yes, I was in the smaller ones yeah. yes so i was pretty much doing this part da -da. No, like some a little higher <laughs> so if the song goes i was doing it was great so expensive they were like 200 bucks a bell that's what they make you wear gloves yes you could not touch them without your gloves on and you know, I was always envious of the bass player bells because they got to like pluck them. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> but I like, I had, we were each in charge of four bells. 
four. I don't remember how many. Man, that was such a long time ago. Four bells. Man, that was so. Every time I they love told us, I feel like I missed out on this whole bell so choir. <laughs> it's because it was such a unique thing that people, when we go perform, tons of people would stop to watch because they're like, "This is so cool to look at." All these people and the bells and how it all comes together. Because bells, it's just different. It's mm -hmm. I love it. Christmas. It'd be was hilarious wild. if we if we did a Zoom bell um, recreation. <laughs> We gotta get our hands on some handbells, man. That's yeah. thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands of dollars. But it, honestly, it would be hilarious if like we just played a track of it and then we got any kind of random bell <laughs> we just were playing and made a video of it. Or not even bells, just like random objects, like an egg shaker. Hitting random things with a spoon. <laughs> You know what? Uh, that totally reminds me of uh, so uh, JD and I were trying to come up with like a sound for shakers. I'll show you what we came up with. Yes. Ooh. I like that. Hey, that's pretty close. It's uh, popcorn kernels oh, I in, like in a mason jar. That's Are there any weird. holes in the mason jar? No, the the snapping. If you if you put your finger on the top, and like you get the. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So it makes some interesting, and we've recorded that sound. We when uh we were actually writing uh during like the beginning of the pandemic, and I was off work, and we were doing a lot of writing. We did a bunch of instrumental stuff. That we put on SoundCloud, and we did this one, and it almost sounds like kind of almost like a tribal type sounding song, and I I did this, and and that that sound ended up in the the recording, and it actually sounds pretty cool, like with the rest of the music, but it's funny because like it's popcorn. <laughs> That's always the best though when you have tracks and there's just some random sounds in there and you wouldn't even guess that that's what that yeah. was making that sound. Actually, well, that like, was really cool. I didn't yeah, because it, it, so well, and that's the thing you can make some really interesting sounds that way and uh, just stuff around your house if you're, you know, got like I need to make a sound and I don't know how to do it on the on the program or I can't play <laughs> it on something. Let's what do we have around here? <laughs> I need to uh, say, I have to address this. There's a lot of people in the world that upset me because they don't like listening to Christmas songs. And I don't get it. Like, I just don't, I, what, what creates that whole bah humbug thing? Like, they're just like, oh, I can't stand it. I'm like, you only have to listen to it for like a month. Cass just came around the corner and just pointed at me and said you but here's my thing here's my thing let me explain let me explain so I thought you loved Christmas songs I love Christmas songs that are not ridiculously overdone let's put it that way yes. so when I'm teaching I will have at least 15 piano students at once playing jingle bells for a month sucks multiple times a week for half an hour each student so <laughs> i can't like at that point i'm like i never want to hear this song again that's I just, fair 
but there are some that are great. Exactly. So it's just the ones that are like, they're really like simple, like cheesy Christmas music that kids really like. So like Jolly Old St. Nicholas is a good, another one that Jingle gets done. Bells is a kid, yeah, kid song. It really yeah. is a kid song. hundred percent. They love that one. Um, but then I try to like push them in the direction of like, what child is this? This is a <gasps> good song. Try that one. Or How like do that, when I talk about hymns that go in cool places, what child is this is number one. So I t- How did I almost forget that? Right. I love that. So I try to like steer them in that direction. I'm like, or we could do this one. <laughs> And that's, yeah. what, that's what I get. Like, that's the kind of Christmas music I like. Yeah. You know, uh, the, you don't hear all the time and there's just so much you can do with it. So much you can do with a song like that. I heard a really cool version by Vanessa Williams. That's jazz. Yes. Yes. I love that. It's beautiful. Beautiful. But that's why I have such like major respect for the artists that take those Christmas songs and completely rework them because then it actually makes it like enjoyable again because you don't have well, to hear like the same thing done over and over, right? I think I think Agreed. too, like when when somebody takes the time to rework a song in a way that kind of fits them, there there's just a different connection to the song because like you're conveying it from your own perspective and point of view and like that that comes through so much more when like it becomes more personal like almost like you wrote it yeah and as a listener we hear that differently like we listen for different things and we're intrigued by it because it sounds so different than what we're used to hearing um so yeah I I love covers of those Christmas songs Jingle Bells is one that I think is just never going to be the same for me again like that's just it's just it is what it is but you also (laughs) never it's never been my favorite Christmas song like if you ever see jingle bells on anybody's Christmas album, because who would want to do it? Exactly. It's a kid's song. Yeah. Kids love that song. They absolutely Frosty love the it. snowman. You might see Frosty the snowman as a cover or yep. Rudolph maybe, but they are kid songs. Yep. Rudolph is another one for sure. Then you got Christmas in Hollis by run DMC. <laughs> Ooh, super classic. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to some Christmas music. We were listening to a playlist earlier today and a song came on and I was like, what is this? It was Snoop Dogg. (gasps) Snoop Dogg released a Christmas song. Oh, is it about getting high? It's about Santa Claus being from the ghetto or going straight to the ghetto or something. (laughs) Of course. Maybe that's that's amazing. Right? Dude, that was probably 90s too. Easily. It totally was. Oh, was it? It's likely. Very likely. Any it's other actually saying Snoop Dogg and Boys to Men. <gasps> Boys to I Men. I think can't... this was a remake, though. I think it was 2017. But Boys to so... Men is, is the type of band that needs to do a Christmas album. If they, they did, did one. It. Okay, I've had a lot of beer. They did one. <laughs> Boys totally to Men would have to do a Christmas album. Oh, they did a really, they did Mary Did You Know, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they did. Um, I have a Boys to Men one here on the list. Oh, they did a song called The Birth of Christ. Yeah. That was really pretty. Yeah, 1993. Christmas Interpretations is what that album is called.
missing you guys that we should go over before we wrap this uh christmas episode i'm trying to think we went over quite a few of them we did yeah another one i really liked was uh christmas in the city mary j blige was that a whole album or a single it was just a single christmas in the city Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, that would be awesome. Her styles on it. She, she's, she's amazing. So yeah, yeah. I could, I could imagine. That was yeah, no, I, I know. Like I, the, the major ones I really grew up on. I definitely mentioned the, the Hanson one was the major one that I remember. Celine Dion, and of course Pony M, which is eighties, but that's grew okay. up on it. <laughs> you know what? It's all right with the Bonnie M mentioned, especially because there were people like uh, so a person who commented on the Instagram and they said, what about Bonnie M? And I'm like, eh, it doesn't count, but all right, sure. <laughs> She's like, well, it was the nineties when I found it. I said, okay. But you know, and that's the thing is like, I, people were still listening to it in the nineties. Cause it's, it's a brilliant Christmas album. Like just the, it's such a joyous album when you listen to it and like, uh, it was something that we listened to every single year. I still do. I still listen to it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad we had this chance to talk about all these cool Christmas tracks. Of course, like, uh, give it up to Queen Mariah. <laughs> Her time the, of year. The Queen of Christmas. I think she won <laughs> Christmas in the 90s for sure. She, yeah. She's still winning. She's still winning she's, every and year. And she's still winning. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. And it makes her happy because she's obviously always been obsessed with Christmas in her, in her life. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic that she embraces it and brings it to all of us. Two Christmas albums from Mariah Carey. The second one came out in 2010. Wow. That's a long ways after, Mm -hmm. but she did a really cool song on that one called Oh Santa. Love that one. That was and, my favorite off that album. And I also like the Charlie Brown Christmas medley. Christmas time is here. Oh, yeah. And it's like, da, 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 da. It does the, the whole Charlie Brown thing. And it's so great. Plus she sings this, she sings a duet with her mother, who's an opera singer, Patricia Carey. Ooh. Oh. On O Come All Ye Faithful. Did not know that. That's pretty cool. You know, it's funny because like uh, mentioning the Charlie Brown Christmas, like that just like made me think of like all like what what was what was some of your guys's favorite Christmas specials that you watched every year? Oh, that's hard. Uh, Well, Home Alone became that. (laughs) 
Castle's like, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> that's Home Alone is definitely up there. That's like a classic. Yeah. Um, Elf was also a great one. You're right. Elf, yes. The Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah. that's a great one too. I remember like um, back back in the my mom had back when we had to tape things on the VCR. <laughs> She had a tape that was specifically Christmas stuff, and there was like uh, the claymation Rudolph, California raisins. Uh, I <laughs> no, think that was maybe in there. Uh, Frosty the Snowman, the cartoon one. Yes. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's I had all good. of those. Um, when Charlie Brown Christmas was on there. Um, oh, what was the other one that was on there? Um, Charlie Brown Christmas is so old and so classic. I think even Rudolph is the claymation. Yeah. yeah. It came out in like the 60s or 70s or something. Yeah. Getting off topic from the 90s, but I grew up Who cares? in the 90s thinking <laughs> of like all, all of those Christmas specials like was like huge. Yeah. I agree. I was a huge Disney fan, so I always used to watch Bell's Enchanted Christmas. That was one of my favorite Disney movies around Christmas time. Bell's nice. Enchanted Christmas. Yeah, she's like just in the castle and she's trying to make the beast like okay with celebrating Christmas. So cute. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I know of it. Yeah. I've I've seen that. Oh, I wonder I if it's going to be on Disney Plus this year. Oh, it, it is on Disney Plus. It I am going to have is. 100%. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, I, think, so I, I bet they have all the Christmas stuff up on now on the streaming sites, hey? Yeah, they're coming out with new Christmas movies already, like new Netflix originals and stuff too. We've already watched a couple when we were decorating the house. <laughs> I want to thank you both for being on the show today. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me once again. Yeah, it was a show. lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And we'll do it again if you're into it, Lauren. It was it's fun. I, yeah, I it was a good time. I enjoy podcasting. I would love to come back. Let's do it. Lauren and Kendra, I just love those guys. I'm very grateful for them to be on the show and very grateful for them to share in all their favorite Christmas tunes. We have the playlist of not only the Christmas music videos, but also Christmas songs from all of the albums we talked about and all of the artists that we mentioned in today's show. You just have to go and search Dope Nostalgia on YouTube. The link is also at dopenostalgia.com to our YouTube page. And then you can see our playlist, the Dope Nostalgia Christmas List. We have a really fun little game we like to play called This Is Fucking Stupid. But we decided after we recorded this that we wanted to do a small, short Christmas edition for you guys of that game. Um, basically, it's Name That Tune, and who can ever get the title, song title and artist the fastest wins points and glory. So we made that as an exclusive Patreon content for this episode. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. That's where you can go ahead and subscribe and you can get to listen to the bonus material as I'm going to add that right away. It only starts at a dollar a month just to support the show and keep us rolling. So thank you so much. And I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. I have a really special, special Christmas guest because it's her birthday on Christmas Day and it's episode 50 and it's a huge milestone for the show. 
because she's a huge Canadian superstar. Alana Miles joined me for an interview, and you'll be hearing that on our next episode that comes out on the 24th. Until then, you guys take care and please be safe out there. Follow us on Facebook at Dope Nostalgia, Instagram, Dope underscore Nostalgia, or on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.